I wanted to talk a little bit about uncertainty because a lot of us are going to work today really uncertain about what's going to be asked of us, which of our colleagues are going to be at work joining us or who may be um, off sick, self-isolating. Uh, we wonder whether we're going to be able to uh, manage uh, over the course of the day how we're going to cope with uh, the length of our shifts and so on. Um, there's one thing, there's a couple of things that you should be certain of though. Your shift, uh, no matter how busy, how strenuous uh, it is, uh, it will come to an end. And the other thing that you can be certain of is that you have a uh, complete power uh, to put your attention where it belongs and uh, keep it away from the thought, really. So it's just important to recognise that we are going and doing, we're going to places where we're needed most by, by patients and nothing takes away from having to stay safe at work and doing our best to ensure we've got the protective equipment that we need. But a lot of it is also uh, reducing our resistance to what's happening. We have to accept that we may not be doing the uh, exactly the jobs for which we were trained. We may not be working in the environment that we're used to working in. We may not be working with people that we normally work with, but where we're doing this for the good of the patient and the good of humanity. And I think it's important to recognise that. And really just with safety in mind, I'm just going to work today with an air of acceptance that you'll take whatever you have to you'll face it for the good of the patient if you feel a resistance arising just recognize this as a resistance to what happened and what's happening at this moment for some of you the thoughts and i have seen this i see this with my family and i see this with friends and i see this with colleagues the thoughts are really too much and this it's no one's fault it's the human condition there's a certain addiction attraction um we pick up our phones knowing uh that what we're going to read uh what we're going to see is is going to make us unhappy or sorrowful but there is a, this human compulsion to, to seek it and it, there is a choice you, you don't have to give your attention to the thoughts as in from the point of view of work to be in the moment is to give whatever you're doing at that time your fullest your fullest attention to be fully present and, and do it with <laughs> just with the intense focus keep all of the jobs out of your mind keep 
for that time being, when you're doing that job, just keep thoughts of family and loved ones out of your mind and just give whatever you're doing the fullest attention and just go with the flow of the moment. Whenever we're in present moment awareness, uh, which is to be present, not trying to be present, but when we're giving something our full attention, there is no sense of suffering there because in the present moment, we don't have these thoughts that are, are uh, taking us away from the peace of the present moment. Now, do not get me wrong, uh, peace is not the same as happiness, and uh, many of you uh, will not feel particularly happy, but you are all entitled to mental peace, and it is your choice. And it's a case of training the attention and attention is something that is uh, the the training of attention is something that is so woefully uh, inadequate uh, i think that's the most essential thing that children should be uh, taught in primary school above all else um, where your attention goes you give it power so give your attention to something else set an hourly time and give your attention to your breathing five or ten conscious breaths every hour is enough to stop that uh, that constant stream of thoughts it doesn't matter what you do as long as that constant stream of thoughts is cut down and done regularly so if you remember to to do conscious breathing uh, in between wards or on your way to work you don't have to wait for the time just remember just just anything to stop that stream of thoughts as often as you can um, the the other uh, thing that we can do is is to give our attention to the uh, perceptions of the world, the environment, the sights and sounds, and that really is mindfulness in a nutshell. To direct your attention not uh, at your uh, thoughts, but to direct your attention outwards to the perceptions of the world. Um, you can write many, many books or, or give many lectures, but essentially that's what it is. It's taking your mind off your thoughts. Um, in terms of a formal sitting meditation, uh, this is something that I do, and I do twice a day, and there's a few components to a sitting practice, uh, I think are important. Uh, the regularity, uh, I think it's important if you're going to undertake a sitting practice and the timing. Um, I would do it daily. I, I choose to do it twice a day because I see the benefits of meditating in the morning where it gets you ready for the day ahead. And um, also uh, I meditate in the evening because it is a fantastic way to unwind from from work and get ready for for sleeping. Um, you can. Uh, I prefer to sit rather than sleep because you will. <laughs> everyone falls asleep if they um, try meditating. There is there is uh, a sleep meditation um, that I have written about. 
Uh, and I actually have been doing um, since the start of the year as well. But most uh, practices, um, you would be sitting and it doesn't matter really. Cross-legged is fine. Um, the full lotus position is actually the most stable position if you're going to be meditating for long periods of time. I mean, in terms of hours, the half lotus is equally stable and perhaps uh, more manageable than the full lotus. But you can sit on a chair or you can sit cross-legged just as long as you're comfortable and ideally have your back straight because... Uh, one thing that I found is uh, with doing it regularly, you will have niggles and aches and pains uh, from your back. But with regular practice, those aches and pains do dissipate and you are able to sit for longer periods and your posture improves. It is a form of exercise, but it's good to get it right, right from the very beginning. And if you find yourself, um, your back getting hunched, just remember to straighten your back at, uh, at no matter what age you are uh, you can improve your posture just through sitting straight with your your back straight as well i always initiate the meditation with a few deep breaths they shouldn't be forced but like a few deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth And then you'll find just certain things are consistent with with uh, most meditations. Most meditations get you through a process where uh, you are then asked to uh, be aware of the perceptions of the world. Now, for example, the perceptions on your bottom and your legs when you're sitting, the perceptions of the sounds and the smells. The third stage is often a... a um, uh, focus on the emotions that might be uh, arising uh, in your mind, uh, the quality of emotions, quality of thoughts, and quality of how you're feeling. And then usually there's a, a body scan meditation. Uh, sometimes the body scan can itself be the entire meditation. It's particularly effective for, for pain management. But a body scan uh, meditation, it, like uh, in hypnosis, is used for progressive relaxation. So it does this by high, highlighting giving attention to progressive aspects of your body, moving down your body, giving attention to it, recognizing the sensations within it. With my meditation uh, practices, I always, uh, before actually starting the, the formal practice, I always include an element of gratitude to it because we have always, always got something to be thankful for and one quote from the poet Rumi always uh, comes into my mind and uh, I really really do live my life with this with this quote that um, wear your gratitude like a cloak and it will shield it will feed every corner of your life so I always start that. Uh, think about, I also think about what this practice and what this peace, inherent peace, will do for those around me. And 
make have no doubt that that this this piece you will you will transmit this this inner piece is contagious just uh, for the last uh, couple of minutes I just want to talk a little bit more about uh, present moment awareness and if we find we're out of it, the easiest way to get back there is to ask yourself the question, am I aware? And that will take you directly to the experience of being aware, that experience of beingness. What we, it's the same as the experience of the words I am before it's qualified with a, 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 a doing on top of the I am. It's what comes before all doing. It's that feeling of existence and, and this, giving attention to to our beingness um, that sense of awareness uh, our awareness of awareness is the highest meditation you don't need to be sitting you can do this at any time it's completely effortless you just need to remember your inner strength is that you just need to be able to tap into it and we're working as a team whether you recognize it or not we are all one and we will get through this thank you and see you tomorrow <laughs>